I believe it's safe to say it's all right. Just a little talk with Jesus makes it right. Before I go into my lesson, again, I would like to acknowledge and let her know how good it is to have Sister Joyce Johnson back home, even though she'll be flying back out, leaving back out pretty soon, but you've been missed every day you've been gone. And uh, we do our best to try to stay in touch with her and send her words of encouragement. And uh, the offer is always good on the table, Sister Johnson. Anything you need from us, we're family. We're here. And we have uh, visiting with us today, Sister Eileen Gamble. Where, where's Eileen? I saw her when she came in. There she is. Her husband is in the uh, Sylvan Grove uh, Rehabilitation uh, Center down in Jackson. And uh, her husband, Vern. Vernon, I have to take the time to say this. Give people their flowers while they live it. Prior to relocating to Georgia from Minnesota, from Duluth, Minnesota, my wife and I and the kids came down on a house hunting trip trying to figure out which side of town we were going to live on. And I'd been to Atlanta a number of times, but trust me, the times I came to Atlanta, it wasn't looking for a house. It wasn't looking for anything other than some devilment to get in. Yeah. And this was in my young days yeah. coming to Atlanta. But now I was a married man with three small children and I got to find somewhere to live. Uh, Brother Vernon took time off his job. Showed us around all of Atlanta and suburbs. Introducing us to Lithonia, DeKalb County, Gwinnett, and Buckhead, and everywhere. And after being here several days, uh, introduced us, showed up Jonesboro and everything. You know, I'm saying all that to say this. That's why Vern holds such a special place in my heart. Not only just as a Christian brother, but somebody that would take time to help. And on the bulletin, it talks about, you know, the true quality of discipleship. Uh And it talks about many people are just faking Christianity. You know, it's easy to come here, sing a song, take a sip, leave a $2 tip, and go on about your business. Maybe shake a couple of hands and go on and you say, I worship God and I'm in. But let me tell you, true true discipleship involves getting involved in people's lives. And if the truth be told, a lot of people's lives are messed up. And often and many times when we see how messed up some of our brothers and sisters' lives are, we back away. We don't want to get involved. And just the same, some realize how messed up their lives are. They don't want people to get involved. But true discipleship involves love. It involves even when you got to get down into the nitty gritty and the dirt of helping somebody. You'll roll up your sleeve. You'll make the time. You'll sacrifice the time. And let me tell you something. I'm not saying my life and Lisa's life were messed up. We just didn't know which side of town to live on. And Vernon 
took the time to show us different areas so that we could make a good decision. And I look back how God plays such a role in all of this because I really think if it had not been for Vernon, ain't no telling what side of town we would have ended up on. And it may have ended up not being in Locust Grove down the road. But thank God how he used people and thank God how they humble themselves to be used. So Eileen, I'm taping this, but just to say, you can tell your husband. You know, you all been married. Eileen and Vernon, they've been married right around the same time. Vernon Vernon and Eileen got married right after Lisa and I. Me and Vernon used to be involved in the National Single Seminar. I, I went one year, and after that, I said, man, I'm bailing out. So man Lisa putting pressure on me and she want to marry me I'm just kidding I'm just kidding (laughs) but I ended up getting married and right after that Vernon and Eileen got married and it's it's been good since we've been we've been going along since then so again that's what true love, true sacrificing, true discipleship is all about. Man. Even when the picture don't glitter with gold. Right. You know what? All of us needed a savior. Man. And all of us had issues. Man. And aren't you thankful Jesus didn't look at us and said, man, you so messed up. It ain't nothing I could do for you. <laughs> aren't you glad that as terrible as a condition we were in, we had someone who loved us and cared enough to even hang on the cross for our sins. Is that all right? Ecclesiastes chapter 5. I'll read until you're hearing again verses 1 through 5. Keep your foot when you go into the house of God and be more ready to hear than to give the sacrifice of fools. For they consider not that they do evil. Be not rash with your mouth and let not your heart be hasty to utter anything before God. For God is in heaven and you upon earth. Therefore let your words be few. For a dream comes through the multitude of business. And a fool's voice is known by multitude of words. When you vow a vow unto God, defer not to pay it. For he has no pleasure and fools. For he has no pleasure and fools. Pay that which you have vowed. Better is it that you should not vow than that you should vow and not pay. I'm going to read verse 6. Suffer not your mouth to cause your flesh to sin. Yeah. Neither say thou before the angel, 
that it was an error. Wherefore should God be angry at your voice and destroy the work of your hands. This morning lesson we would like to entitle A Breach of Contract. A Breach of Contract. Back in June 1980, I got off from work one morning after sorting over some things in my life, I made a decision. I said, I'm going to go by the recruiter's office. Got off work that morning, 7.30. The recruiter's office was only about 15-minute drive from my job. But the thing I kind of wrestled with, I eliminated the Coast Guard. I eliminated the Army. I eliminated the Marines. I said it was down to the Air Force and the Navy. And the more I thought about it, I said, well, my brother is in the Air Force. I don't want to go in the Air Force because folks are going to think I'm just following behind him. So I pulled up in front of the recruiter's office and there was the Navy recruiter sitting there at his desk. I said, well, let's go see what he's talking about. Went in, we had a conversation, and everything sounded good. That same day, he said, well, I'm going to schedule you to take this test in a couple of days, so come back by. And as time went on, I showed back up, took the test. From that point on, I enlisted. I did the delayed entry, which I waited on about 11 months before I actually left. And after three or four months, my family members found out I had enlisted. I hadn't told anyone. The recruiter called the house one day, and my brother was listening on the other line. <laughs> and he said, Mama Baron, join the army. I said, that's not true. I joined the United States Navy. I knew what he was talking about. And when my dad found out and my mom talked to him, I said, yes, I did, because I need to move on. Lesson isn't about me this morning, but it's about a contract that I signed. Enlisting into the military. Follow along with me. Prior to enlisting into the military, the person meets with a recruiter. The recruiter's job is to provide information to the candidate about the particular branch of service and answer any questions. Following the Q&A sessions, the candidate is scheduled to take an entrance examination or an aptitude test. This test identifies the areas of strengths and weaknesses of the candidate. Once the test results come back, the recruiter schedules a meeting with the candidate and review the scores. Depending on the results, the recruiter attempts to match the candidate's uh, strong areas with the field of work that the candidate desires to work in. After a match has been successfully made, 
more discussion concerning departure dates and training locations, schooling, etc. is carried on. All of these things are discussed and explained prior to signing this piece of paper. It's a contract. A contract and raising your right hand to be sworn in as an official member of the United States military. It is very critical that you have all your questions answered and your schools guaranteed before you sign this contract, this document, or before you raise your right hand. If you fail to take care of these matters prior to signing, you cannot hold the military binding to anything that is not outlined in that document, that agreement between you and the government. You can go back and jump on your recruiter, slap him, beat him up, but that contract is binding. Yeah. And what's not in it, you can't hold the government accountable to. Once you sign the contract, you officially become the property of the United States government. Yeah. Whether it be Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, or Coast Guard. Man. Cry all you want. <laughs> You're in. Yeah. You receive a reporting date and the rest is history. What they command, you do. Man. When they say jump, while you're jumping, you ask how much higher. Yeah. They will provide you with a physical examination, pay, food, and a place to lay your head. Now keep in mind, a place to lay your head. Yeah. It's not always comfortable. Man. It's not always on a real bed. Right. But they will provide you somewhere to lay your head. Yeah. You army guys can attest to that. <laughs> the field isn't always comfortable, is it? <laughs> if you renege on these terms, that will be a severe consequence. Yeah. Because you no longer own yourself. Man. The government owns you. Man. You are the property of the United States government. Now, having said all of that, one should be very careful and mindful about entering into a contract agreement with the military because it is a binding contract. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying you shouldn't join the military. I'm saying know what you're doing. Yeah. Ask all the right questions. Yeah. Know what you're doing and have an understanding before you sign. Man. Because it is a binding contract upon which, if it is breach, it can ruin your future. Man. Now let's look at another contract, often referred to as a covenant. Yeah. This is a binding free will agreement a person enters into with God. It is explained and one obeys. We as Christians, we have, we have been charged to go into all the world, preach, 
teach. We explain to people the importance of the one true church, the one gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection. We explain to them that there's only one true God. We explain to them about the plan of salvation and how it is God's will, 2 Peter 3, that all men be saved. And for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but should have everlasting life. We walk them through so that they may gain an understanding of God's will for man and what God has done for man to reconcile man back unto God. And through this teaching, there comes a point after hearing and believing what they have heard from the word of God. They have a change of heart. They repent. Recognizing that the way, the direction by which they were going was not the accurate way of which the scriptures outline. They confess. Their belief that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God. Wait a minute. They confess. They make a confession that not my will, but thy will be done. They come to the understanding and the knowledge of the truth that this life is not about me any longer. It's about glorifying God. And whatever his will is, I will do. Whatever decisions I need to make this point going forward in life, I need to consult with godly counsel. I need to pray. I need to allow the Spirit of God to lead me and direct me according to my studies and understanding from the Word of God. It's no longer about what I feel and what I think anymore. It's not my will. But his will be done. I make this confession that I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Acknowledging that he's my all in all. Because all power has been given unto him in heaven and earth. Amen. John 14 and 6. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And the only way I can come unto the Father, it must be through Him. I confess. And after confessing, I'm baptized. I'm buried with Christ. Just as He was buried after being crucified. I'm buried with Him. And just as he got up on the third day, I come up out of the watery grave of baptism, a new creature. Through this spiritual burial, I come in contact with the blood of Jesus. Colossians 1, transforming me and bringing me out of this darkness into 
a new man, a new light, a new life. Hereupon I have entered into a covenant agreement. Unlike the military, the military can court-martial you. The military can send you to captain's mass. NJP uh, punishment. They could take some of your pay for a few months. They can demote you, take away your rank, and do things to embarrass you, to hurt you, and everything. But we're talking about a breach of contract far greater than what the military can ever do to you. Yeah. That's why we read over here in Ecclesiastes chapter 5. Be mindful when you come up into the house of God. Yeah. Don't allow your emotions and, and everything to get the best of you and you want to jump up and say, I want to become a Christian without thoroughly examining yourself. Man. Because this is a serious matter, folks. Yes, it is. This is a serious matter, and the Bible says that God has no pleasure with fools. Know what you're considering. Understand that you are taking the step forward to say whatever His will is, I'll do. Amen. Wherever He sends me. I'll go. Yeah. He commands me to love my enemies. You can't renege on that. Man. He commands you to give and you can't renege on that. He commands you to do good unto all men, especially them in the household of faith. You can't renege on that. He commands husbands to love their wives. As Christ loved the church Man. and gave himself for it. Man. He commands wives to submit unto their own husbands. Yeah. And to obey them in everything. Man. You can't renege on that. That's, right. That's a breach of contract. Yeah. And a breach of contract brings about severe consequences. Man. Oh, there, there is no rank to lose. As a Christian, as far as private, sergeant, staff sergeant, take sergeant, none of that. But you can lose something far greater. You can lose your soul. Man. You can find yourself no longer in the fellowship with God and His Son. When we enter into that covenant relationship, oh man, there are so many things we gain. I learned when I first went into the military, man, that, that ID card with four years left on it can open the doors to a lot of good credit. Because folks knew you had a job at least for four more years. Yeah. And they knew you were going to have some money coming. Yeah. You could walk on any car lot and guess what? The first thing they want to do is look at how many years you had left. Right. Well, we can finance this in that time. Yeah. In other words, if you got three and a half left, we'll yeah. finance it for three and a half. Yeah. We're gonna get our money. Yeah. 
Miss one note. They'll send a note to your commanding officer. You don't want that. But let me tell you something. That's physical stuff. Let's talk about something that can affect you not only now, but throughout eternity. All right now. When you renege on your covenant agreement, your contract agreement with God, yeah. you stand to lose more than you can ever imagine. Because see, in Christ, we know all spiritual blessings are in Christ, right? Amen. Right? Yeah. yeah. One of the greatest spiritual blessings is the remission of sin. Man. Man. Isn't it a great thought to know that you could be forgiven of the things that were once charged against you that separated you from God? Yeah. That's what the blood of Jesus does for us when we humble ourselves and obey this wonderful gospel. It takes us out of the standing of enemy to friend, to son, daughters. Mm -hmm. Heavenly citizenship, peace of mind, everlasting life. Mm -hmm. And I love the fact that now I can pray to the Father and know He's attentive to my prayers. Amen. I believe 1 Peter 3 and 12 says, For the eyes of the Lord are what? Over the righteous. And his ears are open to their prayer. Yes, sir. But his face are against them yeah. that do evil. Yeah. All spiritual blessings are in Christ. So in this contract agreement, in this covenant that I've entered into, man, there are benefits beyond imagination even included in this covenant relationship the promise and the hope of an eternal home in heaven Amen. that Jesus said I go to prepare a place for you yeah. that where I am there you may be also Man. when it comes time for your enlistment to end with the military Depending on what kind of soldier you've been, Come on now. Uh, they might put an offer on the table to re-enlist. And sometimes with these re-enlistments, they might offer a nice bonus. Yeah. A sum of money. Yeah. But they ain't gonna offer you no eternal home. Amen. They can't. That's right. They can throw a little money your way and maybe even transfer you to a duty station you always dreamed about, but they can't offer you. An eternal home. Man. They might even pay for your move. And you know what? You might say, man, this is one of the best things that ever happened to me in my life. But they can't offer you an eternal home. Man. One day you're going to breathe your last breath. And you're going to need an eternal home. And believe it or not, whether you pick one, one will be chosen for you. Amen. 
So my question to you today is, what are your plans? Regarding your contract agreement, regarding your covenant relationship with God, have you breached it? Have you breached it when it comes to collection and the giving of your means by which God has made it possible for you to give? Amen. Do you breach it every time we commune with the Lord on the first day of the week? When we take of these emblems, the bread and the fruit of the vine, do yeah. we breach the contract? Because we know we should not because they're sin that we haven't repented of. All right. Breached it because there are some people we say, I'll forgive, but I never forget. Mm -hmm. Well, if that's your mindset, you haven't forgiven. Amen. Because if, if it's that important to you to remember, apparently, you haven't forgiven. Amen. Have you breached the contract by serving? Right. Being supportive of the mission of the church. Yeah. You got time to do everything else, but when it comes time for supporting the work of the church and doing things to help that the church is supposed to be involved in, you're busy. Right. You're tired. Right. I don't feel like it. Let me tell you, I was stationed on two ships. One on the West Coast, USS Long Beach. It was a missile. Got it, missile destroyed. Then I left the West Coast, went to Norfolk to an aircraft carrier. Now, one thing about the military, I don't care about how you feel. Amen. Amen. Out at C. Thomas, we worked the minimum 12 hours a day. Yeah. We didn't even bother about pretty much days of the week because every day was the same. You worked. <laughs> I worked from 6 in the evening to 6 in the morning. That was my shift. Do you not think there were some days I couldn't sleep because you have to learn to sleep with jets taking off and landing because your, your, your living quarters under the flight. You don't think that was some time you said, man, I ain't sleep work. Nothing. I ain't going in today. Where you going? <laughs> You're circling around in the Mediterranean or the Indian Ocean. I'm going to call in today. It go where? <laughs> That's like a fire breaking out and you say, down 911. For what? <laughs> There's a contract. There's a covenant. Yeah. And signing that contract, I said, hey, I'm your property. And in entering into this covenant relationship, I said, not my will, but thy will be done. I deny myself. Jesus said, Matthew 16, 24, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself. Let him deny himself. Yeah. Then he can pick up his cross. Yeah. And come after me. Man. Have you breached your contract today? 
I'm talking to us in the church. Yeah. As for those who may not be members of the church of Christ, you haven't been baptized for the remission of your sin. Maybe someone has told you the importance of it. And you need to, but you're holding out. You may sit here today and say, well, see, that's why I won't jump up and, and do it. But let me tell you something. You're not going to be saved outside. Amen. So it would only make sense to make up your mind and get saved and depend on God and stop hanging on the outside thinking God is going to say, oh, you, you honored me by not obeying the gospel and not being a hypocrite. Hell is for hypocrites, the fearful, yeah. the unbelieving, yeah. and they all the rest. Yeah. You're not going to get some, some, some bonus or reward for saying, well, that's why I wouldn't get baptized because I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready to do right. You're still going to be lost. Oh, yeah. So it just made sense to follow up. <coughs> Give God a chance in your life. Man. Learn. Grow. Serve. Be saved. Yeah. Because a day is coming. Second Thessalonians chapter 1. Yeah. Jesus is going to return. Flaming fire with his mighty angels. Taking vengeance on them that know not God. And obey not the gospel. Man. There is no safety in standing on the outside. That's right. When all the spiritual blessings are in Christ. Man. You got to be in Christ. Yeah. And to be in Christ, you're a member of his body. Man. The church. Man. There's no hope hanging out on the outside. Amen. God told Noah to build an ark. Yeah. And that came a point, God told Noah, if it go inside, enter into the ark. Yeah. He didn't tell them to hang on the outside. Man. I don't read of no lifeboats on Sunday to hang out on in the way. Salvation was in the ark. And the Bible said. Everything outside of the ark perish. The church is the ark today. That's why we plead. That's why we call. We, we, we beg you to humble yourself to the word of God. And to surrender your will to God. So that you may enter into the ark. Amen. And the way you do that is by putting on Christ. Yeah. yeah. How do you put on Christ? Through water baptism, a burial. Man. Galatians 3.27. For many of you as were baptized into Christ. How put on Christ. Man. Romans 6 will bear it with him. Yeah. In baptism. Yeah. You say, well, I don't, I don't want to do it because I might breach the contract. Well, at least you have the safeguard of repentance, of spiritual blessing. Well, I can, you can call on the Father. Repent. Ask for forgiveness. Whereas on the outside, you can't ask for anything. Amen. You're lost. Man. You're without hope. 
let, 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 me, let me trip up and keep learning. But let me trip up and keep learning with the spiritual blessing of being able to ask for forgiveness. Amen. Rather than to keep messing up on the outside. Yeah. And I ain't got nothing coming. Mm. Not from God. Other than his wrath. Mm. Taking vengeance on them that know not God and obey not the gospel. Yeah. Who shall be forever punished from the presence of God. But if I stay, if I stay within my contract. Yeah. If I stay within my covenant uh, relationship with God. You know what? I have a chance. Man. I have a chance. Even when I mess up, I have a chance. Yes, Where do you stand today? Are you in breach of contract? Do you even have a contract? Folks, if you're in breach of contract, I, I, I beg, get it right. Yeah. Because God takes no pleasure in fools. Amen. Don't allow your mouth to write a check that your soul can't cash. Amen. If you're without a contract, it's available. Man. Why do you think you're here? Is it just coincidence somebody been asking you or invited you to come here? Where at a church that's going to teach you straight from the Bible and they're not just filling you up with a bunch of hoopla? No, sir. Man, our concern for you is your soul. Man. Not all this other stuff. Not here to put on a show for you to entertain you. That's right. We care about your soul. Man. We care enough to tell you the truth how you can enter into a covenant with God. And have eternal life. Yeah. The way the Bible teaches. Man. Not according to the doctrines of me. That's right. Will you take advantage of it today? I pray you will. Time is running out. Amen. Time is running out. Folks say, well, I don't like watching the news because so much bad. Guess what? You ain't got to watch the news. Look around. I'll watch it just, just to remind me. How blessed I am yeah. and how much I really, really, really need to keep depending on God. Yes, sir. Children, some of you young folks who've been baptized, who entered into this covenant relationship, have yeah. you breached it? Right. Have you breached it trying to blend in with your peers to make it look like you're like them? Well, let me tell you something. You need to be living a life that they want to transcend to become looking like you. Amen. You're supposed to represent life. That's it. Not return to darkness. So some of you, some of you like those three-way bubs. You on, you on dim. Because you don't want to brighten your step up because it's going to cast a shadow on what your peers are doing and you don't want to upset them. Right. Well, let me tell you something. If you rather deny God in your life, just remember, 
there's going to come a day the Lord said, if you deny me before man, yeah. I am going to deny you before my father. Man. Which is a habit. Yeah. So I'm asking you young folks, have you breached your contract? Have you breached your covenant with the Lord? Get it right today. Man. Get it right. Parents, have you breached it? You need to get it right. Right. You're going to be held accountable. Yeah. Preacher, have you breached it? Oh, see, this goes for everybody. Man. All of us need to be examining ourselves. Yes, sir. That's it. You mess around and close your eyes in wrong situation. Hmm. Mm. Sad thought. Yes, sir. Once you get it right today and give the angels in heaven a reason to rejoice and give us an even greater reason to rejoice by receiving you back in the fellowship or accepting you as a new member of the body. Man. Man, we, 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 we could celebrate on that. Yes, sir. We could rejoice on that. Man. Or you could reject the Lord and walk out of here in a worse condition. Yeah. In a more condemned condition than you did when you came. Man. Because one thing I can tell you about the truth, it ain't going to change. Amen. Amen. And if it condemns you today, it's going to condemn you the rest of your life. Yeah. Until you make a change. Yeah. Jesus saying you should know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Man. Not a hostage. Not a slave to sin. It shall make you free. Man. What's our song, Jerry? Door. I mean, I'm sorry. 6 what? 633. Some folks waiting the next Sunday. But you know, next Sunday Easter. You, you might die today. That's right. You might not even die, but you may end up in some condition that you can't obey the gospel. That's right. Something may happen to you and you're, you're, you might not have the right mind to obey the gospel. Man. Might not be able to respond. That ain't God's fault. That's right. Today is the day of salvation. Amen. Yeah. And the Bible said, the day you hear his voice, this is the day you harden out your heart. Man. And you get things right with God today. Yeah. I'm talking about some wait the next Sunday. Next Sunday, resurrection. Every Sunday is resurrection Man. Sunday. Amen. Yes, it is. And today is just as good as next Sunday. Man. Get right today. Before it's too late. Man. What's the song again? 633. 633. Let us together stand and sing. Yeah.